Guys in the Mouth, Season 2, Episode 10. And the mouse, Josh here, like always, with my co-host George. Yo yo. And Hunter. How's it going? And today we're gonna discuss the huge announcement that Disney made about Pandora and Star Wars. So here we go. So to start things off, we're gonna go into uh, into familiar territory about Universal. So on the heels of all the Pandora and Star Wars announcements that Disney made. Albeit the Star Wars stuff, they didn't have very much that they really had to say, but um, Universal decided to take this time to post a video re-announcing the partnership with Nintendo. Now, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know, of course, hate is about to happen, but I'm gonna say, I'm not a hater on Nintendo and Universal. I think that's a good idea. I think it'll look cool. I'm a hater on the on the sheer fact of how they announced it because like, the internet was like going crazy about it. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. And I'm like, they didn't announce anything. All they announced is that it's happening. And I'm like, we already knew that. Like anyone that was in the theme park, like, you know, uh, like fandom knew that was coming so it was like for us it was nothing like all it was is we got uh, the head of Nintendo uh, saying that he thinks it's cool and the head of Universal Creative saying that he thinks it's a great partnership and I was just like okay this is like when Disney had that video with uh, James Cameron and James Cameron's talking about how great he thinks it is to work with Disney and you're like okay I don't I don't know what you mean by that but like, we all know that, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, uh, in the, I do want to say if you go online and watch the video of the announcement, the cool thing is, of course, the Easter eggs in the background, which, uh, obviously they put them in there just so you would see them. But, uh, I thought, like, one cool thing is they had, like, the coin, um, you know, spinning, like, uh, it is in the video game. And then, uh, they had one part with the, uh, like, what, the, um, like, the flame plant or whatever. But you know, uh, of course, we don't really know anything that they're gonna do. You guys have any thoughts on it, or kind of no, the same? I mean, they're they're keeping it secret, so like, that's probably just the only thing. Like, the owner just walk in and you just see. What? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, they don't have anything. That that's what the real point is. Is they don't have anything yet to announce. And I, and I also love how they, um, Universal Creative, uh, how he's uh, the head of Universal Creative. He said uh, that you know that it's gonna be interactive, but he like had nothing to add about how it's gonna be interactive. <clears throat> like, you know, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars experience, as people keep saying, it's gonna be named, you know, Kim Hill and whatnot. They have been pushing really hard on how interactive it's gonna be. Like one of the first things they announced was the Millennium Falcon ride, where you are gonna be the pilot, and that was like their whole thing about it being interactive. And then, uh, and of course the First Order um, escape ride or whatever, where they said that you're the one that is being chased. I'm like, what they just did is they just said, you know, this is going to be a great environment. 
and it's gonna be interactive. And uh, we don't know what it is, but it's gonna be interactive because we're trying to be competitive. Do you think they're trying to build Belichick this? Just saying little to nothing to try to get a rise out of people? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't... Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, so, like... Yeah, they're definitely sitting there saying them to themselves, we don't have anything to announce. Nothing concrete. So we're just going to use the buzzwords that they want to hear. I'm pretty sure they're going to raise up the price, right? Like, didn't they just raise up the price for... Yeah, it's more uh, expensive Potter, than... Right? Uh, it's more expensive than Disney World, yeah. which is ridiculous because we just went there and we paid to go there and I was very upset. <laughs> I was just like, this wasn't worth the ticket price. <laughs> we got an extra day at Disney World. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, moving on to uh, better territory. So, Disneyland. Now, Main Street Electrical Parade, uh, they... Uh, officially announced will be returning January 20th. However, with that, they announced, of course, that there's gonna be a sneak peek you can pay for. And uh, they're opening it up to annual pass holders to first pay for it, and then the general public. Uh, I believe today is the first day that annual pass holders can uh, sign up, and then I think a couple days from now is when the general public. Ultimately, we think this is stupid. Like. I don't get what what you're getting out of a sneak peek of seeing a parade you've seen. I, like, if they were adding, like, maybe a Frozen float, like, I hate Frozen, but if they were adding something, I could understand, but they're not. It's not like the people who got to see um, the fireworks, you know, the Disneyland Forever fireworks and um, Paint the Night uh, parade for the sneak peek because they really got an experience because they got to see it and at that as we and anyone that's been to Disneyland and seen Paint the Night and Disneyland Forever know they got to see it without having to deal with crowds on trying to get like a, a good spot to stand. I mean, uh, I mean, even though it's, you know, was it $95, right, for to get in? Uh, I'm pretty sure you get something for free. I, I mean, I guarantee you get a, a probably a button, but I think they might get a hat too, don't you think? No, but I think uh, I think it just has like a dessert party with it. I I don't really I didn't really care to read it to be honest. I I just saw it and I was like, no, I would never pay for that. A dessert party? So we're looking at another cupcake. I probably won't eat. Actually, <laughs> at the time that we're recording this, last night they had this special event at Epcot and they turned the Spaceship Earth into the Death Star which was cool and they announced some new Star Wars stuff uh, but the stupid thing is that they announced a new tour and apparently it's a seven hour tour which immediately got my me going but uh, I read it and I, I just thought I was like who's paying for this because all you're getting is you get to uh, see the uh, Jedi training show, Star Tours, and the uh, you and um, launch bay, but you're getting like uh, escorted through it, and you're getting like a Star Wars history and all that, and then you get a dessert party, and you also get a quick service meal that's Star Wars themed. And I'm just like reading this, like, why would I pay for this? This sounds like your day at Disney Hollywood Studios, anyway. Yeah. Going back with that cupcake, uh. It's like from uh, the 60th anniversary, how uh, Josh got a cupcake, and he's like, Oh, I got a free cupcake! And he just threw it in the trash. <laughs> I got my picture. <laughs> Goodbye. 
Well, uh, well, that was a joke, but yeah, like every well, everyone was doing that. Remember? Yeah. But we saw so many like young kids at the Disneyland 60th the day of, and they were taking the cupcakes and doing like their Snapchat or Instagram, and then they were throwing it right out, and I was just like, what was the point of that? Like. <laughs> That's, like a cupcake. that's the generation we live in. Now we're just old people complaining. <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, I thought this was like cool news so I wanted to bring it up. So they recently announced that Radiator Springs Racers at Disney California Adventure now has a 40,000 square foot solar array system on top of the show building which helps power the attraction. Um, of course, like anyone that's a Disney Worlder knows that that's actually something that Universe of Energy does. But I think it's a, a really cool thing, especially like, uh, they, they even say like the energy that's produced from it could power a hundred homes in a, in a year. Like, you know, th this is actually like a very cool thing and uh, of course this is part of Disney's like whole push to be in, more environmentally friendly. Um, actually, I know uh, one of my friends who's a Disney... Uh, or works for Disney as a cast member. Uh, I was complaining about the napkins, of course, because why not? And uh, he actually brought up that uh, the reason why they don't have the special napkins uh, with the print and all that is because it was part of the environmentally friendly thing. How when they announced that they were going to be more environmentally friendly, that uh, that was one of the things that was a small thing they could change, but uh, was being more responsible because it's like you're not wasting ink on the napkins and the napkins are all like completely biodegradable and recyclable uh, and of course the same thing is true with the uh, bags why the bags are the same on each coast now but I'm just listening to him and I'm like but I, I just want to be petty I want my napkins <laughs> don't use logic please yeah let's not uh, take logic to this <laughs> But I did want to bring that up too because uh, I know like I've seen a lot of people with their hate on it too uh, especially because Universal does have uh, the you know special napkins now but you know ultimately it's because Universal doesn't care about the universe so <laughs> just remember that. <laughs> They're equal. But uh, moving on. <laughs> so at Destination D, uh, this was a few weeks back. Um, I know uh, Chris Scarron, uh, Scarron. Sorry, I I don't know how to pronounce your name correctly. But Chris uh, had pointed it out to me before, and we had discussed the new Magic Bands. And at the Destination D, they actually unveiled them, uh, which was a huge surprise for everyone because like they were being very uh, Disney was trying to be very sneaky about it. But then uh, I'm assuming that they saw all the chatter online, and they decided that this was the time to just announce it. Uh, of course, they haven't announced when it's going to start being implemented, but in the display case, they showed off the magic band with the puck where you can put the puck inside of the band. They had different styles of the keychain. Um, one of them, of course, is in a Mickey shape where you put your puck inside of it. One of them is just uh, you put the puck inside and it's a keychain. But uh, I, I was surprised to see them like just be up front, but uh, I'm also excited to see this. like Seeing it like actually happening, I have to say I am more excited because, like I said, like you know, I, I carry a watch, so so having the wristband, like I would prefer not to have to wear the wristband. And I know when you, we were first talking about this, I believe I was semi-negative about it, but <clears throat> after we saw these shots of it, like, all right, I'm on board, you know, because it seems a lot more lightweight and stuff. 
You know, when I'm looking at these photos, you know what they should do? Uh, they're probably not going to do it. They should make a phone case and add this, the little hole in it so you can put the, you know, the little... I mean, that would be huge for your phone case. I mean, April would love that. With, <laughs> with that, remember... I mean, she did it on yeah. the 60th Yeah, I was going to say the 60th anniversary case. <laughs> Which with... I spent $65. It's now at the Disney Store outlet. <laughs> I saw it there too. I was just like, uh, I told Elizabeth, I was like, oh, we should, uh, we should text this to George, and she's like, don't upset him. <laughs> you, you know what's ridiculous actually is at the uh, outlet store, it was still expensive. It was thirty-five dollars. <laughs> I was just like, who is in here? Like, you know what? I will spend thirty-five dollars on this case. I thought it was ridiculous. Someone would spend over sixty dollars, but yeah. it yeah, is but what it is. That's me. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna push the Avatar to the end, but uh, so Star Wars, so they announced more about Star Wars Land, or Star Wars Experience as we're all being told it's gonna be called. Um, I felt like the biggest news really in it was the fact that um, uh, Star Tours is going to be adding Episode 8 uh, into it, and I believe it's gonna be actually next summer that they're gonna add it in. But uh, that's like, to me, like, that's the most exciting part. Uh, the other thing about how it's gonna look at night where they had a uh, picture of how it'll look, I was just like, okay, like, <laughs> it's still the same cheesy shot where you've got the X-Wing flying in, and I'm just like, so we're not gonna see it that way. You, you understand that, right? <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I was excited to see that, you know, they're adding on to Star Tours. I, I actually really enjoy the fact that they have those little changes about Star Tours. I believe like I talked about it or we talked about it in the Disney World uh, trip review where you know um, you know I'm used to the way the Naboo one is at the end and uh, they had little differences like hitting Jar Jar and having Jar Jar like you know on the screen uh, smashed against the window and he like uh, ends up you know falling off and then at the end instead of the tip of the uh, Naboo Starfighter crashing through it just uh, bends and like breaks off and then the uh, pitroid, he picks up a bucket of paint and just throws it on uh, on the window. Like I, I was like, that was surprising. Of course, I think the other one was is still better. Like the crashing through, like seeing people's reaction is what makes that. Yeah. But um, as, as we all know, we're Star Wars fans, so we're we're game for everything. Um, of course, I do want to point out too. Like, uh, it's very obvious that Star Wars is look or Star Wars experience looks like it's definitely gonna happen next summer. The way that they're saying, because uh, in the Disneyland photo update on uh, Mice Chat, there's pictures of it, and uh, one thing that they pointed out is rock work is already starting to go up. Like, and, and that's a big deal. Like, that really means that they're they're hitting the stretch. Of course, like they're still like digging out everything, but. Putting up the rock work is a big deal. I, I still, I don't think the land is gonna open that early just because it's still all dirt. But uh, the uh, obviously the train is gonna. We all know the train's gonna open, and the point is is that they're trying to finish everything for that train so that they can be working on the other side. But I mean, uh, not to backtrack, but it's definitely the land's definitely not opening. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm still excited because, like, of course, ours, like, you can see, like, the work is happening so quickly. Well, it's, it's, it's super exciting because uh, I know that we haven't done it in a couple of weeks, but the last couple of weekends before that, we went to Disneyland both times, and <clears throat> I think we always do our shots with our cameras. Yeah. 
overlooking the uh, construction site, one of the times I swear we saw people actually working was, was fairly impressive to see how oh, yeah. quick they started working on this thing. Yeah, and then at that, I was impressed too at night, the way it looks, because uh, at night you can see uh, that they've got, you know, lighting rigs and stuff, so they're, they're working at night too, like they're, they're definitely not wasting time. I mean, uh, there, there's also, there's also like I've heard that the work at Disney World, um, the big difference is you can't see it. So, you know, people don't realize that there is work going on, but the thing is, is they waited so long. So it's harder for me to believe that theirs is going to open the same time. It would, they would need to like get, get like multiple crews out there at a time to, to keep up with Disneyland's people. Well, they, they have the, they have the, uh, sanctity of the fact that they're building theirs like completely where no one can see it so they they can just do whatever it's not like how of course seven horse mine train took five years to build because they yeah it's in the middle of the park and they're building it while people are there and you know they weren't letting them bring uh, more stuff inside like there, there's a lot of stupidity that went into that but uh, you know Star Wars experience is coming I'm excited uh, I'm a little upset though that Darth Vader has been put back into the uh, launch bay. They took out Kylo Ren. Because uh, I, I enjoyed the Kylo Ren meet and greet and I know like a lot of like old school Star Wars fans hate Kylo Ren of course for spoiler alert killing Han Solo. <laughs> but I'm just like you know Kylo Ren is the new school that's the point and like uh, even with my daughter like my daughter barely recognizes Darth Vader but she loves Kylo Ren. She, she thinks he's on, like, to the fact where, um, if I show her Kylo Ren, she says his name all dark like, uh, him. She just goes, Kylo Ren. <laughs> That's awesome. Moving on to our big story, though. Pandora. So, a few weeks ago, um, Disney decided just out of nowhere to announce a ton of stuff about, uh, Pandora. First of all, that it's opening summer 2017. Which a lot of people knew, but it's that it's that reminder that hey, it is coming and it's coming soon. But with it, they didn't. Uh, <coughs> sorry, they didn't uh, decide to do this uh, universal style and just tell you it's coming eventually. <laughs> they put up artwork and everything. Like they have videos. So um, I'm gonna read like what they post on the blog. So Satu. Lee Canteen will be the main restaurant in Pandora, the world of Avatar. Super long, stupid name. <laughs> but uh, it will feature Navi art and cultural items. I'm so happy that they didn't say authentic Navi food. Because <laughs> we'd be like, what is that? I don't, I don't know <laughs> what you're getting at. It's like when people are like, the best part about Harry Potter is it's got authentic British food. No one wants authentic British food. Is, when you see blood pudding on the menu, no one is going delish. It's like, so no burgers in it? Yeah. I don't like, every time I go to Harry Potter, you just notice like uh, in the restaurants, there's not as many people as you would expect to see. And it, I know it's because you see families go in there and they're looking at the menu like, no, my kid's not going to eat this. Yeah. And I'm sure they're like, well, they've got fish and chips. No kid is like, I want fish and chips. They want chicken tenders. Give it up. But, uh, <laughs> at Wind Traders, travelers can find Navi cultural items, toys, science kits, and more. And Pongu Pongu, 
uh, will be a special drink location that a uh, with a design that is as electric as its expat owner. I don't know what expat means, but uh, like in, in the artwork that they have on there, one thing that I thought is really cool is uh, you can see that one of the shops is uh, at the entrance of it is made out of the uh, like the robot suit that the military was using in the movie. So I mean, I think that's a cool like little feature that yeah. they threw in there. Um, and then you've got like pictures of how uh, the restaurant's gonna look. Basically, uh, huge tables, uh, people walking around. It's like a bit. It's like a big open up area. And then they've got the wind traders, the um, retail shop. Um, one thing I thought was surprising though is like uh, they were able to make everything look like it fits into uh, Animal Kingdom. Like that. I feel like that's the biggest part of it. Like these all look like things you would see in like the Harambe market area or something like. Like the ceiling looks pretty sick. Yeah. Or like, um, I know we, we've never gone in there, but uh, like a big thing is, um, what is it, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge? Like this looks very reminiscent to Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I, I think that's a big plus. Of course the like, uh, probably like the killer part was the fact that they posted this video of uh, the Shaman of Songs who is the uh, narrator for the Navi River Adventure. Which first of all, like everyone was already saying that the River Adventure wasn't happening. It either it was gonna be phase two or it would never happen. This was like, I feel like this was them saying like, no, it is happening, so shut up. <laughs> uh, but it's an animatronic of a Navi, um, you know, of the Navi Shaman of Songs. And it's spectacular, like, they definitely, they knew exactly what they were doing when they showed that video because everyone was like, it, it was like wildfire. Everyone was posting it just like, this is spectacular. And like, it's that thing like, I've always heard about like Abraham Lincoln when people first saw him that they believed that he was real. And some people were saying that he came into the audience and shook hands with people. Of course, like people being crazy. <laughs> but like that video, like that's how I felt watching that. I was like, this is a real thing. Like this is spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the closest I could say I've ever experienced to that was when I first rode Radiator Springs Racers because I had no idea about the uh, dark ride part and my wife and I neither one of us did but when we went on it and we saw them it was it was mind-blowing like I, I had that moment where I felt like a kid and I was like they're real these are real <laughs> when I saw that video at first I was like oh it's just them acting I was like wait a minute and I was looking at the you know at the reviews or whatever I was like that, that's that's a that's an animatronic I was like what <laughs> it was like no way I probably watched it like 10 times because I couldn't believe it. Like I said, I thought it was just a, just a regular person, you know? That's just because, I mean, like Disney, when they do theirs, it, it's spectacular. I don't think Universal even gets anywhere close to, to what they can do with theirs. Yeah, I would agree. Like, no, of course, like, I, I know... Don't forget I've, King Kong. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> the, the King Kong does look uh, amazing. Like, I, I can't wait to actually see it, but... I don't want to have to sit through the rest of that ride. Yeah. But it's like Gringotts. Like you've got the um, the animatronic goblins. Those go those goblins are so low tech. Uh, I was just like, I don't know why everyone's like freaking out. Like, yeah, they they're very robotic in their motions, and I I'm sure like people are sitting there like, well, they're goblins. But it's like, no, they're they don't 
make you believe that they're real. Like that video of the Navi shaman, you believe that's a real, yeah. that's a real living, breathing, like creature. The the goblins at uh, Gringotts, you don't believe that. You see them and you're like, oh. Especially like when you go later into Bill's office and you see uh, the other goblin, of course, like the actor that's playing a goblin. That makes it so that, uh, in retrospect, you're like, so those goblins upstairs looked awful, yeah. <laughs> by comparison. But, you know, that's enough hate on that. <laughs> you know, the ride that was actually really shocked about, you know, like, they look so real, is um, um, the Under the Sea ride. And Ursula, when, when she's, like, singing, oh, I thought oh, that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, that, I mean... It's all impressive. Yeah. Disney and uh, that's uh, Garner Holt is a big. Um, they're they're the ones that actually build it. But like I, I've listened to Garner Holt talk about uh, animatronics, and he says like Disney um, is very sp uh, specific about what they want. He of course always tries to impress them because he's a huge like Disney fan. But he also says like there's a lot of things that people give him credit for that he doesn't do. Like uh, of course he did like a, a lot of the animatronics at um, Radiator Springs Racers. But he said the um, the one that people always give him credit for, and he has to like upsettingly for him admit to people like he didn't do is Mater, because of course Mater is like the most impressive looking one. And he said that uh, that one they actually did themselves. And he said like he had ideas for how to do it, but they told him they're like, no, we're doing that one. That's uh, that's on us. And he even said when he saw it, he was amazed. He was just like they nailed it. Like for him to like, because of course like in the movie like it. His motion, his emotions, and like just the way he talks, like you know, it's so expressive. And for them to pull that off on an animatronic car, it, it was insane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> George. Yeah. Well, no, because it, it makes all of us geek out. Because even though I have the exact same reaction you had seeing Mater talk, you're just like, oh my god, want to get out of the car and hug him. Seatbelt <laughs> kind of kept me in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I mean, that one's also proof of, like, the um, projections don't work as well. Because, like, Lightning McQueen, like, it, I mean, yeah, it would have been hard to do Lightning McQueen, but the projection is just like, man, yeah. whatever. Better than the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, we, we need to update that. <laughs> yeah, Buzz Lightyear is actually, because um, Disney loves to, of course, like, one-up themselves. So Buzz Lightyear is the first generation version of what we have now at, uh, at of course, Seven Doors Mine Train. But you get to look back at the Buzz Lightyear and be like, well, that's where it started. To be fair though, I know when I was a little kid, uh, seeing the Buzz Lightyear, I freaked out. Because, you know, that, that was my movie growing up was, was Toy Story, so I actually thought he was real for a little bit. I thought Jack Sparrow was real. <laughs> oh, the ja yeah, the Jack Sparrow is another one that they, they really overdid themselves. Uh, I would say though, because of course uh, Madame Leota is another one, uh, I think it's upsetting that Madame Leota looks way better than uh, than like Buzz Lightyear or uh, the Dwarves. Because the Dwarves and Buzz Lightyear all have the same thing where it's like, you can see that their face is lit up. But Madame Leota like, is very convincing on the way it looks. Especially considering you're in a dark room and you see her. Yeah. But, <laughs> But I guess that's going to do it for us on uh, this episode. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we want to thank you guys, of course, for listening. Uh, we want to tell you to make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Spreaker. And I uh, want you to know that the 
podcast is actually completely on my website now, which is awesome. So you can go to geocomedy, that's G-I-O-C-O-M-E-D-Y dot com slash 3GATM for, you know, our, I, I guess it's like, well, realistically, it's just the uh, episodes, but, you know, that's a cool way for you to go on there because, of course, I'm hosting it now. That's <laughs> awesome. But uh, I want to thank you guys. Uh, for always listening, and uh, I'm sorry, I know some of you were out there tweeting me angrily about episodes. I'm sorry, uh, we, we've been a little behind. Um, of course, I, I, don't want, I don't mean to brag or anything, but of course I've been doing my own stuff. And uh, then there was the fact that I was also dealing with the whole website thing. I was having a lot of trouble trying to host it on the website. That's, I do want you to know that. It took a while to get that thing to actually host on there. But, uh, it's on now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's working now, but it, there was a lot. iTunes is very evil, is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> iTunes decided to keep... I'm going to just say, iTunes kept telling me that there, uh, it could not read my feed, but it wouldn't tell me why. So I had to like go uh, to another website and post uh, my RSS feed and see what was going on with it. And uh, then I had to fix them from there. But uh, all the episodes are now hosted on there, so that's cool. You can go on there and... Uh, see the episodes uh, just sitting there I guess but <laughs> uh, so that's a cool thing to do uh, if you if you do want to like you know I don't know for some reason follow me uh, if you do go to geo comedy that's where all my like stand-up stuff is that's what I do so whatever uh, but, <laughs> but we want to thank uh, of course Dave Nathan out in uh, Disney World and uh, we want to thank Chris uh, on the Twitter but uh, you guys got anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, nothing. <laughs> Follow me. Not even, not even go Patriots, since you're all wearing your Patriots gear. Well, yeah, go Patriots, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> uh, of course, you can follow me. Uh, I'm at Geo Disney on the Twitter. Um, I will say, uh, on, like, social media, I've been changing them to Geo Comedy, so you'd have to go there to follow me. But, you know, you can see, uh, of course, you can see me anytime uh, we go to Disneyland. I'm on the Snapchat for that. And you can follow Hunter at his uh, ridiculous long uh, slat or <laughs> his uh, my, my crazy names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, the Disney Guy Two Four, or on Twitter, Hunter Three G ATM. Uh, just follow me on Instagram, J One Eighty Two. Cool. So uh, once again, thank you guys, and we'll see you guys next time. Later. Later. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Adios. See ya. <laughs> That was the Grand Canyon as we know it today, but it wasn't always that way. Quiet now, as we travel back in time, back to the fantastic primeval world, land of the dinosaurs. <laughs>